But there's a word from the Lord this morning that is found in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 13. And I'm reading from the NIV, which is the New International Version. Isaiah 41 chapter 13, the NIV translation. One verse, one powerful iconic, inspirational verse. And it reads, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, he holds my hand. He holds my hand. In a very interesting article that was published by Huff Post, formerly known as the Huffington Post, on March the 31st, the year 2016. The article was entitled The Science Behind the Profound Power of Holding Hands. It was stated in that article that researchers came to the conclusion that holding hands decreases the levels of stress hormones and evokes a sense of safety, comfort, unlike anything else. What a powerful observation, a powerful statement that it, in, it decreases stress and it increases safety and peace and comfort unlike anything else we have seen. This is true, for I remember this. Uh, as a boy, I remember very vividly my dad holding my hand, my sister's and brother's hands, when we were in unfamiliar situations, that we were in a dangerous situation, or simply when we were trying to cross a busy but dangerous road. I don't have very many memories of what the old folk call the little old red church. But one of my most vivid memories is going to church. We live in Arthurtown. The church was located off Bluff Road in between Little Camning and Arthurtown. Those of you from Columbia, you know what I'm talking about. And so we would, my dad, my sister Thea, and my brother Rod, and even sometime Andrina. See, my mom had like four kids in what four years almost. So we were, so we were all stepladder children, and and so she would send us off to Sunday school while she would take care of the baby, which was Mac at the time, and we would have to walk to the little red church. And this, I don't know why this memory is so vivid to me. I remember us walking hand in hand. And we had to cross Bluff Road 
to get to the other side of the road where the church was. And dad would grab my hand, hold on to my hand as we hold on to each other's hands, Pastor Mac, as we cross the street. This gave us that sense of safety and comfort. That feeling of knowing that someone stronger than us was right there beside us who loved and cared for us that was holding our hand as we crossed this busy and dangerous highway. Not only was it comforting to us as children, it also reassured us that everything would be all right. Because as long as dad was there holding our hands, we didn't really have to look out for traffic. He did all of that. And when he says cross over, we cross over. And he would hold our hand every step of the way. And here's what God spoke to me. God said to me, now, Dara, as comforting as it was, to know that our dad was there holding our hand, God said to me, it is even more comforting to know that our heavenly father is right there holding our hands. Especially, let me say this again, especially doing some of our most difficult and stressful times. See, when dad held our hands, what he was actually saying to us is, I've got this. You're going to be all right. And so God reminded me that during our most difficult times in life, it wasn't my natural father that was holding my hand. It was the Lord God, our provider, standing right there by our sides, holding our hands. Now, perhaps we all can admit that there were times in 2020, over the past several months, that we were really grateful that the Lord was there to hold our hand. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I can testify for some of you. And if you were here today, some of you would be on your feet saying, Amen, Pastor. There have been times in our life, particularly over the past several months, that the Lord was right there to hold our hand. On March of last year, after the third Sunday, it was the final service that we had of live worship. We did not know what to expect. We thought perhaps it would be two or three weeks, but we prayed, Lord, help us through it. And the Lord says, I've got this. And the Lord was right there. We went from March to a couple more months. We missed Resurrection Sunday. We missed Pentecost Sunday. And here we are in the midst of summer and we're still doing virtual only. And the enemy is in our heads saying, oh, I'm not sure if y'all can survive this. And the Lord says, I got this. Everything 
is going to be all right. Some of you were laid off your jobs. Some of your incomes were cut. Some of you had unusual things to happen to you. But through it all, when you look back over your life, God has been good to all of us. We went through the fall. We went through the winter. We experienced all kinds. We lost loved ones. I buried an uncle and five cousins to COVID. And the Lord reminded me that I was right there holding your hand. So I said to the Lord the other night, I said, God, I, I, I have the testimony of David. David's testimony as written in Psalms 124, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Some of you got to, if it had not been for God, you would have lost your mind. If it had not been for God, you would not be here today. You've been through the worst of it and you still have joy. The enemy thought they can steal your joy. The enemy thought they would destroy you. But now you've got to look back over testimony. I look back over my life and I see what the Lord has done for me. Anybody got to look back over testimony? Lord, I look back, I look back over the last several months and say, Lord, look what you did. I paid my mortgage. I paid my light bill. I'm still standing in the midst of difficulty. God is still good. Somebody ought to give God a praise because God has been good to you. If it had not been for the Lord that was on our side. And so God reminds me, God says there is a biblical example in Holy Scripture uh, that demonstrates how I'm there every season of your life. I'm working on something right now. They haven't finished it yet and I don't know when I'll finish. It's just called thank God for the seasons. And God said, for every season of your life, I'm there. And the God, the Lord instructed me, he says, uh, Isaiah talks about that. The book of Isaiah talks about that. And the Lord says, uh, revisit that 41st chapter, Daryl, of the book of Isaiah. And you would see how I have comforted, how I have reassured those that had to walk through their most difficult times that I would be there. Now this text may look familiar. It is because on January the 17th of this year, we preach from this 41st chapter of the book of Isaiah in a message that was simply entitled, He's Holding Us Up. I'm going somewhere. God says uh, in that message, the prophet Isaiah speaks to the people of Israel during a very difficult time in their lives. You've got to understand the historical context in order to appreciate this. And if it seems as if Pastor Jackson loves Isaiah, you're right. If it seems as if I love chapters 40 through 66 every year, I try to preach two or three, four times as often as I can. From this book, from this section, in this text, uh, the Lord uses the prophet to, to speak to the people of Israel during a very difficult time 
in their life. Let me set it up for you. King Nebuchadnezzar had invaded Israel. Uh, and so this, this prophetic book from, from chapters 39 to 40 jumps 100 years. And, and Isaiah, eagle-eyed Isaiah, speaks into the future. And he sees what's going to happen. He saw visually Nebuchadnezzar invading uh, Judah and Israel. Babylonians had invaded their homeland and carried away many of their young, talented, many of their anointed, gifted people of that nation. So what, what, what the enemy tried to do, go with me on this, the enemy not only wanted to destroy their land, but the enemy tried to destroy their future. For God speaks to me and God says what the enemy really wants is to destroy the next generation. The enemy wants to destroy your future. The enemy wants young people to be weary and faint. The enemy wants you to be discouraged. Uh, and so they carried away in captivity these young gifted. Go read Psalms 137. Psalmist speaks of it and he says there by the rivers of Babylon we hung our harps on the willow trees and they that carried us in captivity demanded of us to sing the songs of Zion. But listen to their testimony. They said how can we sing God's song in a strange land. The enemy was trying to steal their future. But I'm here to declare the devil is a liar. He cannot have our future. He cannot have our young people. He cannot have our next generation. God sends an encouraging word to a group of people who were in desperate need of encouragement. God raises up a prophet in the future and God speaks to them. Now, in order to appreciate Isaiah 41, you must go back to Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to read Isaiah 40 from the New King James Version for a moment in order to set up what God is going to do. I told you from chapter 39 to chapter 40, there is a large segment of time. But God begins uh, Isaiah 40 verse 1, the New King James Version, with these words. He says, comfort, yes, two times he uses this word, comfort my people. Double comfort my people. He says, I need you to comfort my people. And then in verse number 4. He speaks to the prophet Isaiah and he says, every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. In other words, I'm doing something. I know you're in captivity. I know you're in bondage, but I'm sending you a word of comfort to tell you I'm going to lift up the valleys. And I'm going to bring down the high places. 
And then my favorite passage in Isaiah 40 begins in verse 28. We are all familiar with Isaiah 40, 28 through verse 31. For the prophet Isaiah uh, speaks and God speaks to them and says, Have you not known? Ah, he speaks to people who are depressed. Speak to people who had been beaten down. And God says, have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, look, neither thinks nor is he weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Verse 29, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, God increases their strength. He goes on in verse 30 to say, even youth, even young people shall faint and they at times become weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But look at verse 31. But look at verse 31, but those, but they, but those, but they that wait woo, on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. See, you cannot appreciate chapter 41 unless you have seen chapter 40 and so God says I'm setting you up to know that you're tired and you're weary but just wait on me because I'm going to do a new thing in your life so God speaks in chapter 41 transitions and he tells his people through Isaiah in verse 10 January the 17th message in verse 10 God says to them, for he will hold them up with his right hand. In other words, when they're weary and they're about to fall and they can't keep it together, God says, I'll hold you up. <laughs> I'll let you lean on me. <laughs> when you don't know if you can make it until next week. And the enemy said, you can't take another month of this. God said, yes, you can. I'll hold you up. And when you don't know how you're going to make it, how you're going to make his meet, God said, I will hold you up. Thank God. Isaiah speaks to these who are going through so much. In other words, he says, I don't want you to get weary. Just know what I'm going to do. Now that was all right. And I love that verse. In fact, I told the church this morning at eight, I was very tempted to preach this sermon right after January the 17th. But the Lord says, not now. The Lord said, just hold it for a couple weeks. And it had to marinate in me. And it had, I had to digest it some more. And I had to sleep on it some more. Mother, and I had to pray on it some more. And God said, because I want to show you something. He said, now it's one thing for me to hold you up. He said, but when I'm holding you up, I promise to do something else. And here's what he promised in verse 13. For I 
am the Lord your God. Look at the text. Who takes hold of your right hand. Can I preach to somebody? I said, Lord, help me understand this. Verse 10 say, I'll hold you up. But verse 13 say, I'm going to do something different than holding you up. I'm now going to take hold of your right hand and say to you, do not fear. I will help you. Woo! For the past several weeks, I've been rejoicing over this. And God says, not only I'm doing something that nobody else can do, I'm going to be right there by, I say, speak to me, Lord. Give me revelation. Give me an insight of what you want this verse to say. And God says, there are three key insights in this one verse. Three key takeaways from this one verse 13 that I need you to speak to my people on the last Sunday in February in the year 2021. And here they are. First thing that comes to mind, Elder Jeff Scott, is that the Lord says that his people needed to know that although they were in bondage and they were going through something, that God had a personal relationship with them. <laughs> Somebody ought to just shout out it's personal. When it comes to you and your, the reason people don't understand your joy is because they don't have the personal relationship you have with God. The reason you can take a licking and keep ticking, the reason you can praise God despite all you've been through, it's personal. God says, I have a personal relationship with them. For the text says this, for I am the Lord, your God. <laughs> I know you're the God of the universe. I know you're the God of all mankind. But you know what I'm grateful for this morning is that he is my God. <laughs> he is my God. God. Jeremiah said, it is of the Lord's mercies that I have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. I thank God for what he does for the universe, but I am so grateful that he is my God. He walks with me. Anybody know that he is your God in the midst of all you are going through? He is your God. It's one thing to live off mama's religion. And there's some people that are still just praising God off grandmama's religion. But there comes a time in your life in which you need God for yourself. There will be a time in your life in which you're going to have to sing the old Baptist song of the church. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thy hand from me, anybody know he's your God? You've got 10 seconds to give God a praise for being your God, somebody ought to just tweet out, text out, 
in quotation, my God, my, my God, while you still standing, my God will provide. Anybody know he's yoga? He put food on my table, clothes on my, <laughs> Woo! it's personal. Feel like preaching. God said it is personal. Ooh. Then the second key takeaway from this one verse 13, and as it relates to verse 10, God says, Not only will the Lord hold them up when they're weak and when they're weary, but He's also promised to hold their hand when they are afraid and unsure. And that's what it took me three weeks to put together. Because see, I had to deal with how is verse 10 different from verse 13. And it took me three weeks in order for God to bring it together. And I got it. I got it late one night. I jumped out of my bed. My wife thought I was losing my mind. And I said, I got it. And I went in my office and God said, in verse 10, I was carrying you when you were weak. But in verse 13, I'm guiding you when you are unsure. And God said, there have been some times in 2020 when you were weak, I had to carry you. But there have been times when you were unsure and afraid. And I had to grab you by the hand and carry you through it. And I said, Lord, I got it. Reason I can cross the street is he holds my hand. Reason I can walk in traffic and not be hit is because he holds my hand. The reason I can get to the other side of this is because he's holding my hand. Reason why I haven't lost my mind when you lost your job is because he was holding your hand. And I'm hearing God says, I'm holding your hand when you are afraid. When my daddy grabbed our hand back and all he had to say to us, and we were young, this had to be Sometimes when I was like eight and Theo was seven and Rod was six and Andrina was five and here we are, they used to say we were all dressed up walking on the side of the road going to church and daddy held our hand and at some point, I'm going somewhere, can I preach this? At some point, here's the key to those of you who know the geography of Bluff Road. We live on the Arthurtown side. The church was on the Little Camden side. And in order to get from the Arthurtown side to the Little Camden side, you had to cross the road. And, and here's what daddy knew is that we could never cross it by ourselves because we didn't have the experience or the maturity to understand traffic pattern. Can I preach? Come on, come on, Brother Porter. Give me some help on the mic. Can I preach to somebody? 
See, we didn't have the sense enough to understand when to cross at the right time. But what I figured out, this is why it took me three weeks, because God said, you didn't have to figure it out. It really wasn't up to you. All I had to do is hold on to dad's unchanging hand. And when dad says, now let's cross, I stepped in the middle of the road, not wondering if it was safe or not, because he was holding my hand. Who am I preaching to? The only reason you came through 2020 is that God grabbed your hand and God helped you cross that intersection. And here you are in 2021, still with your joy and your sound mind. You ought to give God a praise. And here's the last one. The third and the final point is this. He promised to help in their times of need. First point was, it's personal. I am the Lord, your God. Second key point was, he's holding our hands when we are afraid and unsure. And here's the last one. (laughs) He promised to help in their time and now in our times of need. Hear the words you should never forget. I will help you. (laughs) Keep that right there on the board. Somebody right now in your living room, take your phone out and take a picture of this. I will help you. (laughs) When you don't know what to do or where to go, God says, I will. I will help you. There's something God is saying to us that only God can say to us. And in the midst of everything we are going through, I'm hearing the Lord say, I will help you. He's holding your hands. That analogy of our father, (laughs) sometimes in the late 60s, walking to a busy, by a busy highway on his way to a storefront church on Bluff Road we had to cross the road at some point and the good news was that he helped us as we cross over to safety Woo. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like praising the Lord mother. God reminded me Darrell the reason you were here in September of 2021 because I've helped you Rose, the reason you haven't lost your mind or your joy is because the Lord has helped you. Reason I still have a praise 
is because the Lord has <laughs> helped me. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Someone ought to lift those hands and say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, he helped you. He not only lifted you up with his right hand, but verse 13 says he led us by our right hand. He held my hand. He holds my hand. Ooh. Tasha Cobb Leonard wrote this powerful anointed song. Simply says, you know my name. It's on my playlist and there are times in which I just need to be encouraged and I'll go pull the lyrics to this song. It says he knows my name. Oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he talks with me. And oh, how he tells me that I am his own. Lord, you know my name. Uh, no fire can burn me. No battle can stop me. Because you hold <laughs> my hand. Can I say that again? No fire can burn me. No battle can turn me. Because you hold my hand. And now I'm walking in your victory. Because your power is within me. Oh, I like this part. No giant can defeat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No giant, young people. No giant, Paul Chantel. No giant. No giant to all of you one that can defeat me. Michelle, no giant can defeat me because he holds my hand. And what the enemy thought would destroy you, God's going to use it to bless you. Somebody right now, just get up out of your seat and hold those hands up and walk around your living room and walk around your yard. Come on, Sister Bree and Chosen Generation. Woo! Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! You know my name. <laughs> you know my name, Lord. Mm. Yeah. He knows Woo. my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for someone this morning here. Yes, he knows my name. Sing, young lady. Thank you, Bree. Sing it, yes. Um. He knows my name. And oh, how he walks with me. Y'all excuse me. <laughs> and oh, She's singing to me right now. Yeah. 
me. Are you taught with me? Uh, oh, how? And oh, oh, how he tells me. Ooh. I am. Uh, that I am his own. Somebody, wherever you are, so lift those you hands. Time to worship right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, God, you know. You know, you know, you know my name. Oh, how he was. Oh, how he <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel the anointing in this place. Uh, turn your house into a sanctuary right now. Yeah. How he tells me. this with me between the 8 and the 11 o'clock service <laughs> I got so emotional <laughs> Antoine I hope you and DJ can appreciate this so 
when I was a boy, my dad had to hold our hand as we crossed over the street. And in 2006, at Baptist Hospital, here my dad is now, 78 years old, and he's about to cross over. He was about to leave earth to eternity. And I was sitting by the bedside. And he couldn't talk and I couldn't talk to him, Jeff. And all I could do is just hold his hand. And God reminded me this morning when you were young and had to cross over, he held your hand. When he needed to cross over, I raised you up to hold his hand. And God says, I've got both of your hands right now. Come on, somebody you tell you. Hold my in your life the good news is that God is standing right there by your side to help you cross over to help you come through it and God says I know you got to get to the other side of this and how you're going to do it is that I'm going to hold you by your right hand and I'm going to say to you, don't be afraid because I will help you. I am so grateful that God has been right there. Listen, I, I miss my daddy's hand. I must confess that there, there, there are times in which I wish I could hold his hand. I wish he could hold my hand right now. But God reminded me that you may not be able to hold your natural father's hand. But I've got yours. God says, Daryl, I've got yours through the worst times of your life. I'll be right there to hold your hand. Wherever you are right now, close those eyes. If you need prayer, there's a number, there's a contact on the screen. Oh, you hold my hand. Come, come you hold my hand. You hold. Tell him no fire. Come in, listen. No fire can burn me. No, no battle. No battle. Can turn me. No mountain. No mountain <laughs> can stop me, me. because no giant walking in your victory. Because your power is within me. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this message. Thank you for reminding us that in the midst of everything we are going through, you're right there to hold our hand. 
And so, Lord, we leave with this last word. During life's most difficult moments, our Heavenly Father will be there not only to hold us up, but is also to hold our hand, reassuring us that everything is going to be all right. I thank you, Lord. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And the reason we came through 2020, the reason we are coming through 2021 is because you are right there holding our right hand. And we say thank you. Lift up those that are discouraged. Someone who's about to give up. Let them know that you're going to walk them through it. You will hold their hand as they cross that road in their life. And Lord, we say thank you for being a very present help in our times of trouble. Touch someone right now. Encourage someone right now, Lord. Lift their spirits. This is our prayer in your name. We pray and give thanks. And come on, begin to worship right now with with the group. Come on, praise team. Tell them. See you know my name. encourage you right now that first takeaway was that we had a personal relationship with the Lord you can't get that by allowing worship to be entertainment and in order to transform it from entertainment to personal you need a personal relationship with God pick up the phone and call that if you need someone to pray for you to cover you give us the opportunity and the privilege to be a part of your spiritual development God is waiting on you right now we remind you of our vision offering we remind you to sow that seed of seven dollars we are so grateful this day and we are thankful for Pastor Sally Lakin who sent a beautiful gift in honor of her late husband, Pastor John Lakin. Today he would have celebrated his birthday. Every year for the past 30 years, the last Sunday in February, we have gone down to Hopkins to help him celebrate. And now we are praying for Sally, John, and Faith, and their family to know that God's holding your hand through this. Sally sent a beautiful gift to the church and we told her that we put it all in the vision offering under the names of Pastor John and Sally Lakin because we refuse to allow the enemy to steal our future. We are planning for the future right now and God said thank you. Amen. So wherever you are right now, just sow that seed of this vision offering $7 a week Amen. Be a blessing.
to the next generation. Join us on Tuesday night as we have our special Bible study. Thank you for being a part of this worship service. Come and let us worship with chosen generation right now, wherever you are. You yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Ooh, uh. Yes, he knows my Oh, how he walks with me. Tell him. And oh, how he walks Woo. with me. Let that song sit in your heart. Oh, oh how he talks with me. how he talks with me. Oh, how he tells me. Oh, how he tells me. I am. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And Lord, as we conclude this service, remind us at every intersection in our lives, you have been right there to hold our hand. Thank you. Until we meet again, bless those, protect them. In your name we pray. And everybody said amen, amen. Thank you, praise it. Come on. How he talks God bless you. Yeah. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're moved by this message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. If you desire prayer, don't forget to call 1-888-776-1238. Again, that number is 1-888-776-1238. We'll have someone to pray for and with you. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website, that's bwcar.org.